Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. And now, two fools want all the gluten in their cookies, Rue and Tugs. Welcome to For What It's Worth, Season 6, Episode 11, Video Games in the Fandom. Wee! If you haven't guessed, the topic today is going to be about video games. Oh, it's Woo! not about your weed. It would be a short episode. Oh, ouch. Ouch. That's okay. okay. Well, so, Tugs, what have you been up to? <laughs> Other than making everyone just think about the length of your weed? Uh, yes. I mean, everybody. Um, everybody's just jealous of this. So, outside. last weekend, I, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Last weekend, um, I was at the gas station, and... They had the buy soda, which apparently I guess was advertised on the on the Super Bowl. I didn't watch it, so anyway, these are really good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're like super good, and like they're like good for diabetes and everything. Yeah, I drink it all the time. What What's your favorite? What are you the drinking? The Colombian cream. Colombian cream. I haven't tried that one. The yeah, only one that sip. I don't we'll do it right like. Now. Just have a sip. Of, I'm drinking one right now. The only one that I don't like is their coconut. I haven't tried, or no, I it's, haven't. It's gross. Their root beer wasn't very good. But here it goes. Okay, so he's sipping it now. It's funny because if you look at the back of it, it says calories five, but it's on like quadruple font size. What? That is so good. All right? Ah, that's amazing. I know. So anyway, it's endorsed by Rue. Um, bye. We are giving free advertising to... Who owns these people? Coke? Is this a Coke product? I don't know. I don't know either. It's not sweet enough. I just... Yeah, but for people that are, that are diabetic, like that... It's like a drink that doesn't taste like ass. Right. Which is good. It's good. Other things I'm doing. For it not to taste like ass. Um, I'm still playing 15 off and on, although I haven't played it at all this week. Isn't it so good? Uh, well, I'm playing all the post-game content now, so it's like all the crazy-ass dungeons and like... Did you do the festival? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did the festival. <laughs> so many videos were recorded. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, and then I've been trying this app called Ibotta, which is actually pretty cool. And I like money. And Rue, I know it's your favorite thing, money. Um, it helps you be a Jew, and my soundboard didn't want to open. Well, I just like to like have money so I can buy more cookies, Tugs. That's why I'm a Jew. Oh, is that why? Uh-huh. Jew! Thank you. <laughs> and so... No, speaking I, of I which, got like I, bucks back. Speaking of which, I don't think that I can be called a Jew anymore. I went to Disneyland and we ate like kings. That it was doesn't so mean good. Anything. We spent so much money. It was yeah, so but good. but did you look for coupons before you went? Nope. You had to save before you went. That yeah, makes you Jewish. Of course, we had to save. There of you course, go. of course, I was looking at the meal plan though beforehand to see if it was any cheaper. <laughs> Anyway, well, so I'm so finished because I guess it's now your turn. So, what have you been up to? Well, um, I'll, I'm going to make it really, really short. I have lots of things because I was gone for a while. So, there's lots of things that have happened to me. First of all, a friend of mine gave me cookies, pillow cookies. They are the greatest thing ever. I get to sleep with cookies, and have, I literally get to have cookies in bed. Do they have bed chocolate with them? bed chocolate yeah. they have like chocolate chips on it gross. on the print of it I don't, I don't know gross. what bed chocolate is that's gross is it, if it's poop <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's not poop rue the master subtlety what else have you been doing um <laughs> i also went to this really weird meet the other day so i always wanted to kind of wait define um, meet well 
I decided like to go with a friend of mine to a meet called Men Who Move. I heard about this. In which they were talking about kinks. And that was an interesting experience. First of all, I go in there. All of them, I mean, most of them are around 60 years old. And second oh, of all, ageist, I'm it's, bad. It's a lemon party. <laughs> second of all, I go in there and, um, you know, I just basically introduce myself. No shame. I'm like, I'm a furry. And then the whole rest of the meeting, they're talking about what are furries and how can how can I get into this community and different things like that? How can I play with a fursuiter and stuff like that? So, yeah, that was a fun experience. I recommend it for everybody. So, yeah. Um, what, what, what was that for, Tugs? Have, have you left the building? Tugs, please come back. <laughs> What else? What's that? You're so weird. Like I like how you just named these all abstract things. I, I'm not even going to say this. You read this. Oh, I put crash of the handicap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just... I work with handicapped people, so I can make fun of them, and nobody else can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. That's yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a comparison somewhere there. Well, hey, make. you know what? I work with them. You guys don't. You have to be proper around them. Do you get to use cripple parking? You have to be PC. Oh yeah, yeah. I get to use cripple parking all the time. This isn't China. So actually, this has to do with my roommate, which I didn't get permission to share, but I'm going to share it anyway. He unfortunately got into an accident this um, um, this last Monday, and I was driving. Um, Wait, you or your boyfriend? No, Voss. Okay. And he's here. He's listening. He's in the, the sound. His mouth is sewn shut, so I just want to be sure. So, um, so, yeah, he got into a, a crash with a handicapped person. I mean, handicapped person. Wow. And it was, he, ha- he ended up T-boning him because um, the guy didn't clear his windshield, and he was stupid and went through the stop sign. So it wasn't his fault whatsoever. So, yay, now we get to um, a handicapped person. That's what I didn't tell you. You know what? what? This is a problem. Okay, so we have an Android TV, and we watch YouTube. And so, like, a lot of the time it's top ten lists and video games. But now I've discovered the awful world of dashcam videos, which if you've never sat and watched a dashcam videos for an hour, don't, because you're going to go out and buy one. So I went and bought one because I've been. So now I have like this electric eye staring at stuff. So I, did you have a dash cam with you? Do you wish you'd had one? No. Okay, he says no. So bummer. Okay, anyway, sorry, Rue. I didn't have a dash cam, but luckily there was a neighbor who had a camera pointed at the intersection. Oh, so you got lucky. Yes. So, so we have footage of the whole video. crash and everything. So. And, okay, one like last thing. Avenue Q came to town, and it was awesome. I, I went and saw it two times, and it was just amazing. So if, if Avenue Q comes to your hometown, go see it. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's puppet sex. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. He's going for it. These only have eight. It's Ruse Cookie Time. All right, you got your cookie? All right, we're sharing this this time. Oh, we sharing? Yep, you got it. Mm. Okay, so we are so we're still in the Cards Against Humanity cookies, which I'm very happy with. I know that Corey doesn't like them. I think they taste real good. 
I think they're good. I know. Like, look, he's just handing. He's like, ew, screw this. It's like bite soda. It's not sweet enough. It's maple flavored cardboard. All right, all right. Mm. I, I need to read this. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. So, pro tip: just because a person's dead, because wait. <laughs> Wow, I stopped reading. Pro tip, just because a person's dead doesn't mean you can't have sex with them in bed with a cookie. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Party <laughs> break. Okay, I was going to do the high-pitched voice, but I decided not to do the high-pitched voice because I'm still stuck on your fucking fortune. What the well, fuck? Welcome back. No, just the whole necro... Unless you're dead, then, then you know, no welcoming back for that. Koru said the greatest thing on break. I'm making him repeat it. Necrophilia, the uncontrollable urge to crack open a cold one. <laughs> I want to cry in bed with a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I have a steak in my bed. You have a snake in your bed? I do have a plush snake. None of that is relevant, though, to potty break. You also have peas in your bed. I do have peas in my bed and steak and sushi. <laughs> mm. All right. So Everyone it is... should have plush food in their bed. No, it because then you'll eat, it, you'll eat it in your sleep. I, I know. I've been doing that. I've been just dreaming of cookies as I've been holding my cookies and hugging them slowly. Is that what you named your seconds? You know what? No. My cookies. <laughs> Yo, come here. I want to have some of my cookies. I mean, I do name everything my cookies, so I guess I guess I should do that. I mean, my phone is called my cookie, so. Oh, it's Roo's cookie. It's Roo's cookie, yes, yeah. that's correct. I only know that because I saw that on the network. And I'm like, what the hell is that? How <laughs> is a cookie on the network? <laughs> anyway. I need, I need to clear my cookies this so is I just weird. eat them. Well, this is a terrible start. So, facts for us uh, before we get into this topic is Roo's been up since 4 a.m. Yay! It's so that's why I'm super crazy and all over the place. And so we, have, it'll be fun. we have all our cast except Firebreath as, as per usual here, which is kind of nice. We haven't had a full house in a while. But today's topic is video games. Now, we normally do that as like the second episode of a season. We made you wait for a long time. So long. So long. Um, and now it's time. So we have joining us on Skype an infamous, infamous might be the right word, uh, rabbit named Ryu. Say hi. Hey, uh. Ryu. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryu. What? Who are you? Say what? Who are you? Who are you? I'm, I'm me. Yeah, tell I'm... us about yourself. Um, well, uh, I've moved several times. I'm now currently in California. Um, I kind of dabble in a whole bunch of different things from graphic design to you know, music making. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryu. How, how, how did you find the fandom? Oh, man. Uh, probably, I think it was like 11 or 12 when I found the fandom. And it was because I found a bunch of Sonic fan art, to be completely honest. Awesome. And, 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 and one more, one more, Ryu. This is very, very important. Do you play video games? Nope, totally don't. Oh, okay. Hyperqualified. Thanks, everybody. That was a great episode. Thanks for joining us. Oh, jeez. 
So wait, wait, wait. How long did you say you were in the fandom then? Uh, I've been in the fandom since I was like 12. And um, give us a roundabout estimate of how long that has been since you were 12. Fuck, how old am I now? Fuck, okay, it's been fuck years old. <laughs> fuck years old? How old is that? Oh, man. I want to finally have someone on the show that's older than me and you. And you. All of you old people. I'm the oldest one, I think. Yeah, aren't you 39? No. You know, I could I could find take you to a meeting where you will meet some old gay men. Yeah, and then they're going to tell me to crack open a cold one. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your gaming. Um, what are your top three genres you prefer? Um, I'm really big into uh, music and rhythm games, uh, survival horror, and uh, just puzzles, actually. Wow, that's that's awesome. What what are some of the games that you're currently um, playing? Currently, I'm running back through the first Kingdom Hearts because I have such a soft spot for it. Um, I've been really big. I don't have a PS4, funny enough. Um, I've been really big into 2DX. I've been going to the arcade a lot lately. And uh, most people don't know what that is. Most people don't know what 2DX is. I know what it is. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were talking about an arcade. Like it's it's a dying. It's a little of both. (laughs) It's a game. Okay, so you have to explain what 2DX is. Okay, so Beat Mania 2DX is a rhythm game released by Konami. That um, it's pretty much. I would compare it almost to DDR, except with seven seven notes and a turntable that you have to scratch each time. all of the sound or all of the uh, the notes are key sounded, so you actually wind up playing the song as you're playing the game. Right, but with your okay. hands, not with your feet. Yeah, it's basically like they sliced a little piece of a piano off, and then stuck a scratch table on it and hooked it up to a TV. Yep, pretty oh, much. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yep, I, I I thought you'd seen my controller for it. I mean, I've played rhythm games. I mean, no, 2DX is like the granddaddy though. Oh. 2DX is completely standalone. It's the only one. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about like Guitar Beat. Hero DJ? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> Somebody gonna punch <laughs> Troll. You're welcome. And you said Puyo Puyo Tetris, which I'm 100% with you on. I'm so mad that I missed the announcement for that. Um, The English release. Yeah, there's the English release happening, and apparently there's extra content being added to the U.S. release of it because the PS4 trophies apparently got leaked at some point in time, and there's a whole bunch of new stuff in the trophies. Mm. I wonder what that's going to do with my current trophies I have for the PS4 version. Um, I believe they're separate titles, so you're going to have to go get them all over again. Balls. So I, I want to kind of get your opinion. I, I want to know your... Um, Explain to me why you are an expert at this particular subject of video games. Wow, look at you. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm exactly an expert. I just, I don't know. I like tinkering with a lot of things. So I think I have almost every console release so far, except for the new gen stuff. Do you really have a Wonder Swan color? Yes. <laughs> okay. He's got a Wonder... I can't can't argue with that so so explain to us you you are pretty general about i have every system i mean anybody can say i have every system but give us give us your 
Like how? Like get? Yeah, I can't. I'm. Are you I'm asking going for some this. history? Yes, I want history. Give me history. What? What, what was old your first console? Do you have? My first console was an Atari Twenty Six Hundred that was given to me by my dad, and then the next year I wound up with the Sega Genesis. Wasn't ET your favorite game? <laughs> so good. I have a copy of ET. I, I actually sat and played it. <laughs> how it was long such a good one. did you play it for? 45 minutes. I beat it once, and I said I never want to touch it again. <laughs> Which I bet you, you've touched it again, haven't you? Uh, when I put it in the box and put it in the attic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you didn't go and, and put it in some sort of, like, you know, in mass mass boxes and, and go dig dig a hole and bury it, you know, like somebody. Oh, no, Atari did that for me already. I don't have to do it again. <laughs> Pre-buried. No, you, so, so here's the differences. Um, we've had various angles um, covered in this video game topic every season, right? So we've had just generic gamer. We've had developers. Um, we've had we've had all kinds of things. But we haven't had someone with more of an Eastern-style bend on video game taste. Uh, so that's why that's where we're bringing you in on. Because um, I know you like a lot of the weird, quirky Japanese stuff like Muscle March. <laughs> I forgot about Muscle March. <laughs> Muscle March is awesome. I, well, I know. I'm not arguing. I hear Switch 1-2 is pretty weird, but... Oh, yeah? I don't know. I, I don't have a Switch, so I don't know. Oh. Did you, did you pre-order? No, someone else did, and I'm just buying it off of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, let, me, let me ask our guests. Did you pre-order? I did not pre-order. What, what is... Who's um, going to play with mine? Why do you not want the Switch? Um, it's not that I don't want the Switch. Uh, I tend to, when it comes to consoles, I tend to wait until at least the first year of the lifespan to see if anything's coming out or if anything has come out that really has caught my interest. So what because... about this current gen? I mean, you know, the Wii U's been out for a while. Why? Wii U's not... dead. Do you not have... I really didn't care much about the Wii U, to be honest. Like, it felt like the Wii just with a Bluetooth screen. Actually, I noticed that um, Nintendo is shutting down the Wii U demos in stores now. Oh, yeah? Like, if you go to Target, there's no Wii U demo anymore. They put the Switch ad there instead. Box. Yeah. Well, that's what's coming out. Yeah. They don't want to sell the Wii U anymore. <laughs> there's no more to sell. All right, so we have... It was such a dumb name anyway. My goodness. Wii U. Wii U. All right, all right. Here's our first email. It says, Dear Ruin Tugs, there's so much I can say about video games. Growing up, my brother's father and I would play Mario Party every night, the original one on the 64. I just want to pause right there and say, growing up. <laughs> I feel so old! Um, and I grew up in a pretty video game heavy household. Even my mother would play Legend of Zelda. But there's one game from my childhood that I think about constantly, how it played a part in me joining the fandom. Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. It's an old Australian game, I'm from New York, not Australia, that I used to play on my GameCube. The idea of this tiger, really far from a real Tasmanian tiger, Walking on two legs, throwing boobarings, walking, talking, interacting, had we enjoy it more than a human character would. Now, a group of fans remade it into HD, and it's on Steam. Of course I bought it. And it's just as fun as it used to be. Although, now the loading screens with what I can only describe as DA fan art, which was the original, puts me off just a little. I still play the crap out of this game. I was just wondering if either of you boys heard of Tide the Tasmanian Tiger, in your opinion, if you had. Thanks for reading this long, repetitive story. Your faithful fan, Mafalme Lion. So I guess I get first response. Right? Yes. Okay. I, I, I don't have the greatest opinion of Ty the Tasmanian Tiger, but here's why. It's not has no merit. I will tell you this right up front. I used to work at GameStop, right? 
And when you work at GameStop... I never knew that. Yeah, I did. Twice. Um, which, number one, never go to GameStop. They, they treat their employees like crap. I number heard that they have a new system that just screws them completely. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, employees have never been treated nicely there. But um, one of the duties is, uh, at the time, and I think they still do this, is every night you have to alphabetize the games. Right? Not the ones in the drawer. Those should be alphabetical automatically. The ones that people can pick up and look at. And... There's a couple things that come along from that. Number one, you start getting really, really dumb opinions about games just based on the fact that you've handled this cover a hundred times. So, like, you get really tired of Madden. And you get really... Because you have to go Madden, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, you get really tired of knockoff, cheap knockoff games. And at the time that I was working there, it was like Crash Bandicoot was a big thing. Um, Earthworm Jim had just fallen off. And Ty came out, and it was kind of like one of those really late to the party kinds of games. And so I was like... Mm, eh, I don't want to play that. It looks like cheapness. Uh, so I never played it. But I don't have a great opinion of the series because I'm like, why didn't you do this five years ago? You know, when you would have fit right in with Spyro and Friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I'll be honest with you, I never really got into that particular game. I mean, I was, I was playing my Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie and wasn't it that era about? Yeah. Yeah, I love those games so much, which which brings me up to the topic. I just want to just play ukulele to death. Like, that looks so good. I'm glad that they... Oh, wait, I'm like, are you talking about the instrument? No. You... <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's another name. Tugs, that's another name for my, um, you know, my For my, my cookies? Member. For my cookies. For my cookies. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Ryu, what do you think? Um, I don't remember much of Ty. I've played it. I just don't really remember it. It didn't connect with me all that well. Um, I don't even think I finished the game. I think I started it and just went, yeah, I'm kind of bored of this, and just put it down. I should pick it back up at some point. I thought about getting it on Steam, but then I saw Marvel vs. Capcom 3 sitting in the corner of the same window like you might also be interested in so I was like no my, that gets my money <laughs> I own I know that's good so yeah uh, alright let's see here what else do we have left in this segment not much not, not much, much. So, so here's where I get to make up questions which go like this what's the weirdest game you've played for you oh that's probably a mixture between like Takeshi's Challenge and Mr. Mosquito what is Takeshi's Challenge? Is this like uh, MXC? No, Takeshi's Challenge was a game for the Famicom that you were... Um, it was a uh, an adventure game that was released by Taito, I want to say. Um, Beat Takeshi uh, is the person who made the game or kind of designed the game. And you wind up like having to take shamisen lessons and you have to get a divorce in the very beginning. And What? It's such a bizarre game, and it's extremely difficult. I think uh, JonTron actually did a, a preview, or a, he demoed it or whatnot. And he, it, the game is such, so anticlimactic, he just stopped. He just, it, it's such a bad game, and it took forever to beat. So what would T you, go ahead. Uh, Tugs, you're actually thinking of Takeshi's Castle. I didn't know if they were related. It's Japan. I'm sure there's a lot of people named Takeshi. Um, what do you think is the hardest game that you've ever played? Oh, that's... Hmm. 
What game got you the hardest while you played? Oh, ouch. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but if you want to take it I'm that way... I'm sitting there thinking about that one, but... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Answer both of them. Bloody Roar. <laughs> Spyro. Oh, no, Bloody Roar wasn't a thing of mine. I think... Let's see. For the first answer, probably I want to be the guy. Frustrated me so much. Um, I need to play this. Oh, I want to be the guy? Yeah. The game's ridiculous. Um, as for game that got me hardest, I have no clue. <laughs> it was Altered Beast. That would have been mine. <laughs> uh, of course. Just kidding. What was the game you grew up playing? Tails pushing in a Uh, definitely Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? Okay. See, I was on the Nintendo side of that war. So I was like, Mario World. Like, Sonic's cool, but it's like the same thing. Just run forever. Uh, see, I enjoyed Mario World as well. I think I just enjoyed Sonic because I was a sucker for the uh, YM2612, uh, the FM synthesizer, mm. which was in the Genesis. So hearing all of that, just the music on the Genesis, I think I clicked a little bit better with. It did have a nice sound to it. Did you like uh, Sonic Generations? Uh, you're you're gonna make me answer that one. Um, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed the classic side of it a little bit more. Once it got into full 3D mode, I just kind of, you know, I didn't care for it as much. And then once we got past, uh, it was a certain part in the game, I just went, okay, I don't know any of this, and just kind of got bored with it. And you stopped? Did you ever beat it? Yeah, I beat it. I just got bored of it. Uh, are you going to get Sonic Mania? Yes. It, it, for the listeners at home, as you can see, Tugs is a Sonic fanatic. In fact, I I don't understand why you don't have Sonic on your other, you know, other leg and you know, Bolt is on one side, Sonic's on the other. There's a slight amount of difference between the amount that I like those characters. Wait, wait, wait hold on, though. You, you love Sonic, though. I love Sonic. You love it. I enjoy Generations. Look, I like, I like good, I like good video games. And I so, think and it's sometimes good. Sonic is a good video game. It's not common, but it happens. Wait, I, are you trolling me? Or are you being legit? Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're a troll. Take it as it is. Okay, well, what are you then? What? What are you? If I'm if I'm apparently some kind of weird Sonic fanboy, what are you? Um, you know, Kirby transformation shut or Yoshi. Up, shut up. <laughs> You're more of like a Tails fanatic. You're like, mmm. Tails fanatic. Yeah. Like he has two in front and two in back. Oh yeah, I love Tails. Tails is good. He's awesome. But um, I also really enjoyed Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. That explains so much. That was a fun game. I thought it was called Squirrel King. You remember when Disney actually had good video games? Like, for instance... Yeah, Kingdom like, Hearts. Like, Little Mermaid? Like, that was a really good NES game. I'm, I'm, oh my god, that game was so good. I know! That was actually a good game. That was the first game ever that I had beat. You like, from some... start to finish, was The Little Mermaid. You want to have some finny fun? <laughs> no. Oh god. So, I have to say, Atlantic and Kingdom Hearts 2 is a guilty pleasure of mine, because I'll Why? sit there and just sit there and play it consistently. <laughs> Why? Why? Just for shits and giggles. Do you think video games had an impact on you getting into the fandom? No. No. Zero? <laughs> what about you, Rue? I mean, Mario? yeah. I mean, I think that every little piece of 
what's important to you can can lead you towards a certain direction of some sorts. I mean, I love playing video games. I mean, I, I, I can't say that I'm like my boyfriend who, you know, loves to play a game because it has a furry in it or will buy it because there's a furry in it. I mean, I'll play a game to play a game. I want to debate that when we come back from break. How does that sound? Okay. All right. So take us away. All right. We're heading to break. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, February 15th, here are your space headlines. This past Sunday, February 12th, SpaceX conducted a hold-down test fire of one of their Falcon 9 rockets, as is custom before flight. This will be the vehicle that carries the next Dragon resupply craft to the ISS for CRS-10. The capsule will be carrying over 5,200 pounds of supplies and science for the station. What makes this flight special is it's going to take off from historic launch complex 39A. This was one of the pads from which the shuttles launched, and the pad that almost all of the manned Apollo missions launched from. It's got quite a history, and now she's being pressed back into use, updated and modified for SpaceX's Falcon 9, and later on, the Falcon Heavy and Crew Dragon flights. This will be the first flight from 39A since the final flight of the shuttle back in 2011. Before too long, she'll see regular use again. It's good to see fire back in the trenches of 39A. On Tuesday, February 7th, the Michoud Construction Facility in New Orleans was battered by an EF3 tornado, damaging structures and smashing employee cars in the parking lot. This is where NASA is building parts for the SLS, and where the Saturn V rockets were born. Thankfully, the damage is relatively light, and no personnel were injured seriously. They managed to get everyone out of harm's way in enough time. There are concerns about how repairs to the facility are going to affect the timeline for construction of the SLS, but as of right now, we have no new information in regards to that. One little bit of tragedy, an old test article, a shuttle external tank that was never to fly but put on display, was knocked over. Hopefully it's not too badly damaged and they can tip her back up and put her back on display. Speaking of the SLS, it was announced earlier today that NASA is beginning a feasibility study to look into the possibility of making the first flight of the new super rocket a crewed flight. Originally, the maiden flight of the SLS, Exploration Mission 1, or just EM-1, was to be uncrewed, sending the Orion capsule into space for three weeks, six days of which would be spent in retrograde orbit around the moon, then return. However, they're now looking at adding crew to this first flight. No solid explanations have been given, but it's likely that the change in plan has been pushed forward by the Trump administration. As it stands right now, with an uncrewed EM-1, many think the launch dates are unfeasible since the rocket and launch facilities may not be ready by then. If they attempt to add crew to the EM-1, it would require a radical redesign of the entire flight profile and mission objectives, which could in turn delay the launch even further. I personally feel very uneasy about this. It smacks of Apollo, how NASA was over-eager to beat the Russians to the moon and the shortcuts that were made. The result was the tragedy of Apollo 1 and the loss of the entire crew. I don't want to see that happen again. These kinds of test flights are uncrewed for a reason, and I very strongly believe that it should remain as is. If NASA can find a way to make it safe enough for a crew to fly, great. But I'm going to push for maintaining the current plan. I think the Trump administration is trying to push a little too hard, potentially risking lives maybe even the agency's lifeblood. ESA's Ariane 5 successfully launched out of French Guiana on Tuesday, February 14th, 
carrying a pair of communication satellites into orbit. Both will be used for television broadcast service, providing those services for Brazil and Indonesia. This marked the 91st flight of the Ariane 5, with only two complete failures to her record and only two partial failures. She's shaped up to be one of the most reliable rockets available and has a very significant payload capacity. In fact, this is the rocket that will carry the James Webb telescope into space when it finally launches. I rather like watching Ariane 5 lift off. ESA has some very interesting camera angles when the engines light. Keep a lookout for more on this rocket family. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of her. A little bit later that same day, or early the next morning depending on what country you live in, India launched their PSLV with the record-breaking 104 satellites on board. This was the 37th flight of the PSLV in its various configurations and has only seen one complete failure and one partial failure. I'm extremely pleased to see the Indian Space Agency doing so well. And then on top of that, it carried 101 CubeSats from all over the world, along with Cardosat 2D, the INS-1A, and the INS-1B. They are really putting this rocket through its paces, and I can't wait to see where they take it next. The ISS is going to be getting a new airlock eventually. A partnership between NanoRacks and Boeing is going to result in a new commercial airlock for experiment and CubeSat deployment. It's scheduled to be attached to the station in 2019. NanoRacks is responsible for the deployer at the end of the Japanese experiment module, and has allowed for the release of more than 100 CubeSats for commercial customers, universities, and NASA, with more than 375 payloads lofted to the ISS. When completed and ready to launch, the airlock will fly in the unpressurized trunk section of the Dragon resupply capsule and be attached to Tranquility. This will take some of the strain off the smaller deployer on Kibo. Only half of its capacity is made available for NASA and commercial users. The other half is taken up by Japan. Can't wait. More science. That's all this time. For more on space and space-related matters, check out the social media for all the agencies and companies mentioned. And don't forget to check out my long-form podcast, Committed to Launch, at committedtolaunch.com and at launchcommit on Twitter. If you've got a question about space, send it on in. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Attention all personnel, you're listening to For What It's Worth. And welcome back to our lovely, lovely game episode. <laughs> nice, nice For What save. It's Worth. <laughs> what? There was no saving about it. There was, this game has no save. Game, what? Uh, you know what? Uh, speaking of games, so I've been playing Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh huh. It never. I, I I was aware of it on some level, but like, of course, they kept the tradition of no, you can't save your game in a dungeon. What do you think this is, Mario? Like, they're no, they punish you. Don't save in the dungeons. You Don't can't save do in the dungeons. You can't do it. You, if you're in a dungeon, you can't save. Oh. It just stares at you nicely, and it goes, "What? You can't. You can't do that. I'm sorry." No. Oh, and speaking of 15, I also had a great moment where I just, like, I, I don't know if it was a Ford Pinto in front of me on the road or whatever, and I was taking <laughs> off to fly, and, like, I just barely, like, we were going, like, one mile an hour. I tapped him. Like, my car exploded while it took off into the air, and it went, game over. <laughs> That's the only time I ever got the game over screen. It was when you were flying? It was when I, yeah, I was flying, and, like, I was like, okay. All right, I, I was learning, and I was like, "Oh, okay, time to take off," 
and there's like a bridge like overhanging <laughs> and I like crashed right into it. I'm like, oh. Now, now, do you feel bad when you botch the landing and you have to go get the regalia repaired? Do you like go and repair it right away? Or do you like drive around with like busted car? I haven't had that happen yet. Oh, if you if you screw the landing up, like your windshield shatters. Like, really? Yeah. The roof. The roof is all busted. That's awesome. I would just leave it that way. No, because you can't go as fast. Oh, well, that's lame. What are you talking about? You just drive around like everybody else here oh, in Utah. Just, you know, I it's like a big hole in the to, car. And... I would just continue to fast travel, right? As long as it doesn't take fast travel away. I don't know if it does, but I'm surprised you fast travel because you have to pay for that. Ten, ten gil or whatever. It's, <laughs> is your time worth ten gil, Mr. Rue? It's... Not worth that. Ryu, much. would you pay ten gil to fast travel? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, I said Ryu, not Ru. Oh. I, I want to invent a new. Oh, video. I guess. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> you know what? I want to invent a video game where we have to clean your ear out. Well, I have bananas in my ears. Well, it must be a black banana. So here we go. Next wait, email's no, from Miski. No, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what game is that from? Put a banana in your ear. No, like, you have bananas in your ears. Monkey ball? Come on. All of you have played this game. It's an NES title. Skater guy. No. The Beatles. It does start with an S, though. The Beatles. And it's Star. Star Tropics. Jack. Oh, my gosh. No one played Star Tropics. Oh, my God. The I, bananas. Yes. Yes, I still have that cartridge, actually. I have it on the NES Mini. But the battery's dead, so it doesn't save. <laughs> okay, let's read this email. Hi, peeps. Miski here once again. I just thought I'd share the thoughts I had about your topic today. I don't really play video games in the fandom right now. The first I spend time with tend to prefer boring game board games. However, I am currently dating two beautiful people who I have introduced into the furry fandom. I've helped them create personas. We've gone to meets and we're considering going to Confuzzle together if we have the money. Handily, they identified as a bear and wolverine long before I knew them, so it wasn't hard converting them. In return, they got me to EVE Online. I'm still a noob, really, but they've been helping me. We've been to a convention tournament together, EVENT, and I should spend more time flying around in spaceships shooting at things with them. My problem is the character creation and planning are my favorite part of most games, so I'm mostly drilling over the bomber that I want to fly and training for that. On a similar subject, am I strange for spending ages making a beautiful Argonian character for Skyrim, and then once I get into the game, rapidly losing interest? Does anyone else do this? I hope for. I hope you found this an interesting contribution. Looking forward to the show. Double X, Miski, double X. I'm going to defer my right to respond first to Ryu. Oh, okay. Um, I've never really been an MMO person, so I haven't touched EVE Online, but I do completely understand about the whole character creation thing because I did that with Freedom Wars. I spent four hours creating a character, and I think I've only put about an hour of gameplay into it, and I haven't <laughs> touched it since. Did you like Spore? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, Spore was terrible. It wasn't bad, it just wasn't for me. Um, you know, I don't really have much to say about the email. I'm so sorry. Not Eve, but what about character creation? Oh, well, yeah, I, I play um, Skyrim. I just imagine a character creator where it's like, do you want them to have a tail? And it like zooms in on like the back of their <laughs> pants and it's like... <laughs> like yes, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> Totally. I always play the creatures with the tails. Yeah, but that's what you do. Like, <laughs> tails where she get a pants. Can simulator. I get the tail to be longer <laughs> and um, bushier? I saw the greatest picture one time. It was online, 
And uh, it basically had a picture of the guy who first asked you in Skyrim, is like, you know, what is your name? And then you basically go through the character creation. But it was just a picture of him saying, yeah, I asked this guy for his name, and then he just spent 15 minutes changing forms and going from male to female, like, right in front of me, and it, like, creeped me out. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Well, I I'm, enjoy character creators. I, I, I love character creators, too, but I try to make the more, the most horrific horrible-looking character because it's fun to do that sometimes. Ah, see, you know, I, I the problem with character creators for me is I, I first of all, I do agree with you, Miski. Like, I really, in any endeavor, not just video games, but when you're laying the foundation for something really exciting, it's cool, right? It's it's like drawing, but without having to do all the actual art learning skill stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I, there's a, a point, though, where, like, the customizer gets to be too much. Like, if it's not really well done, I lose interest, and I, I, I'm just like, I don't know how to do this. I think the best character creator, although I wish it had more facial expressions and options sometimes, has been the me maker. Because you can make some pretty good me's. Yeah, you can. And, like, I've seen me's that I don't even know how they did some of that stuff, but it's it was the right balance between insanity and depth. With just a little more depth lacking. So not quite like Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Or even this, I know this sounds funny. I can funny. create my own Tony Hawk that looks just like him. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods Golf. You can literally like change like down to like cheekbone size, eyebrow length, and it's just completely insane. You can probably. But can spin. we also change the wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Final nice. Fantasy XIV has a reasonably good character creator. I was disappointed with. The fact that like they really limits like hairstyles and stuff, which was kind of a bummer. Um, and then it's the same one. You have retainers, right? It's the same creator. Like they don't really give you much option. So in that case, it becomes more of what kind of clothing are you going to have? All right. So new topic. New what? topic. VR. What is your thoughts on VR? I saw VR once. It was in, another, in a GameWorks. Um, it was a big pod that had the Sega logo oh, okay, all over okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I forgot about those things. <laughs> you did? Okay, because they existed. I've been starting to see like arcades pop up of VR arcades. In fact, we went to one the other day. I didn't experience Where? it myself. It was down at the uh, West Valley Mall. Because they have the, the VR stadium place. Continue. Oh, I mean, I don't know. What is your guys' thoughts? So you, you, you've you just said that you haven't thought about them anymore. Do you think it's going to die out or do you think it's going to continue? Do you think that Sony is just, I mean, as far as Sony and Sony's VR, do you think that they'll just be like, oh, it's another gimmick thing and just move on for it, from it? Or do you feel like that, you know, that they have something that it's going to get better as time goes on? Me or yeah, okay. Um, I think VR, as in the Oculus and the Vive and PlayStation or Sony's VR thing that they have going on, I think they're all really neat technologies. Um, unfortunately, they kind of restrict you to one small area, so certain things, certain games that you could use VR with, I wind up running into walls all the time like actual walls in my house. <laughs> um but I think Sony definitely has their VR down pretty well. Um, I know they just recently re-released Res in HD with uh, VR support, and oh, it's phenomenal. So you want to 
You know, I know that you love rhythm games, but there's a new rhythm game that just barely came out. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Um, it has like a beetle or whatever. Uh, what is it called? Darn it. You're making me... Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Jason was showing us. Ah! But it's a really good game, and it has VR, and it's a rhythm game. I know that you would love it, because you love rhythm games. Um, but it's like a beetle. Oh, my goodness. What is the name of that? What, do you, what about HoloLens? What about HoloLens? Uh, that's HoloLens. I haven't even... I haven't touched HoloLens. I haven't really even kept up with it. So I have no opinions on HoloLens. All I know is Skype keeps yelling at me to, add, to install the HoloLens add-in. Are you talking about Thumper? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thumper. Do you have to play in VR? No, you don't have to. Well, but no, it's interested. a it's a brand new rhythm game that just barely came out. It's a rhythm violence game. Yeah. Rhythm I'm, violence. I may have to check this out. I I highly 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 recommend it. I may have to check this out. It looks really nice. <laughs> It's mm. it's very beautiful and apparently the experience through VR is just breathtaking and amazing. But it gets really, really the the more advanced levels become um, insane. Wow. Okay, so I also get kind of motion sickness from VR sometimes. So you know, there's a place opening here someday called the Void. And it's a room that they can reconfigure on the fly. Um, and you wear like a VR pack. Um, they have a Madame Tussauds exhibit in New York for Ghostbusters that apparently is really good. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds but, awesome. they, but they develop here in Utah, but they haven't opened their Utah place yet. That's what I've called the VR stadium because it's big. Um, I wish that I could go because I want to try it. That It looks really neat. I don't know though. I Maybe if we tell them that we're media, that will cover them. Uh, well, see, okay, <laughs> so so let's so tie you back to the furry fandom. Here's what you want, Rue. You want to be able to put on a VR headset, look at your ass, and have a tail go. Like like so much TF porn is coming out of VR one day. I'm just saying it now. It is, and that's what's gonna push VR. Is you know that's is what's gonna push VR for you. <laughs> for you. Uh, well, yes, the world okay. does everything for me. I understand. Well, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being you. I'm channeling my inner Rue. Oh, thank you. My inner Rucifer. Oh. No, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm with Ryu. Like, I can get sick with VR, so I'm not, like, super about it. I think the big problem is the barrier to getting into it is super high. Like, I could do it, but, like, most people didn't just build a computer, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've got budgets, and in a couple years when, like, VR Generation 3 or whatever comes out, no way am I going to be able to run it with what I have now. Yeah, well, when VR Generation 3 comes out, it will probably be more affordable at that particular point, and it will be wireless. I think we just need to get the goddamn holodeck built. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, right. Like well, this, that's this... basically what this this place is that you just barely mentioned. But you have to you still have to wear like the VR headset and the pack and all that. Like like it's not like a room that like they project stuff in per se. They, 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 they will move physical objects around and like give you texture and heat and stuff. That's different. I want a real holodeck. I want to go hang out with Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> and just and just shoot the breeze in Paris on a holodeck. <coughs> you know what I really want? I want to try a HoloLens because I'm, I want to do a show one day where like 
I'm wearing a HoloLens, and the other person is wearing the HoloLens, and like it's projecting them in an empty chair, like like they're in the room. That's what I want. That's pretty <clears> cool. <throat> It'd be fun. And then we can do other video game related things, like with joysticks and buttons, and you know. I see. Uh-huh. I see. So a new fetish was born. <laughs> You know, you're probably right. VR. Have you done... Okay, let's be honest. Have you looked at VR porn yet? No. I don't have a VR headset. You know, I have a VR viewer. I have a, I have a Viewmaster. Have you looked at the porn? <laughs> I uh, I have the Fifth Amendment. No, come on, Tugs. Of course come I've on. looked at VR porn. Okay, all right. How was it? Fantastic. But How it was, was really it? hard because my... Because it was, was really it, hard. Was it weird? It was really you... hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really hard because I, I don't have a strap. It's a Viewmaster. You're supposed to hold it with your hands and do the little clicky thing, you know? Oh, okay. So you were <laughs> able to, like, look. <laughs> I, I'm looking around, but it's like, this is just like looking but not having any of the candy. And it wasn't fun. <laughs> so, in other words, you needed somebody to come and help you hold the view. I want to get the new one. The new Viewmaster has a head strap, I think. So I might have to get the new Viewmaster. Uh, Plus, it feels just, really... Just move it just a little bit more up. It's a, Thank it's you. A, it's a fucking Viewmaster. Who wants to do that with, like, a kid's toy brand? Like, no, if it was, like, sexy Obama VR or something, <laughs> then, like, <laughs> like, brand, brand, then, like, I'd be fine with it. But, like, it's like jacking off to Legos. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, you, you could if it was in the shape of Bolt. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, a next email. Next email. We are so not going anywhere. Is from. Oh, okay. So Dronon, resident historian of the fandom, has given us some games to consider. So I'm going to run through this list, and someone tell me if they've played it. Seasons After Fall. No. Nope. Major Minor. No. Anime. Yes. Oh, you did. Okay. What did you think? Give us the premise. Um, the Major Minor is pretty much just a furry visual novel. Um, I honestly could not tell you the premise in the story because I was playing it with five friends who decided they wanted to voice act it the entire time. So it's a dating because sim. it was that bad. It's it's a dating sim. Yeah, it's a dating sim. Oh, okay. It's twenty bucks. Okay, anime lay. No. No. That sounds interesting. Pause. A shelter two. No. Okay. No. Uh, Owlboy is a high bit, whatever that means, adventure game where you can fly and explore a brand new world in the clouds. Pick up your friends and bring them with you as you explore the open skies and then drop them when they piss you off. Overcome obstacles and greater enemies in one of the most detailed adventures of this era. This looks like a platformer. Yeah, it's it's essentially a pixel platformer. High bit. So it's more. this looks more like a Super Nintendo type game. Huh, interesting. I'm still into Thumper. Okay. Earthlock. <laughs> Festival of Magic. No. Of a role-playing video game being developed and published by the Norwegian company Snowcastle Games. Uh, Xbox One version launched in September. Oh, I've seen this. Um, and the PC Mac version is not out. Or was out. Uh, it has a little P or bat or whatever on the cover. I, um, I think it was on Games with Gold. Um, takes place in the world of Umbra, a dog from Final Fantasy XV, where a cataclysmic event occurs that stops the planet from spinning. That's bad. Hmm. Inspired by Square Japanese role-playing games. Mm. Speaking of, do you guys do RPGs? Hi. 
mean, Occasionally? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here's another one. Angels with scaly wings. Nope. No. <laughs> There's been 92 reviews. So what does this mean that we're not in tune with some of these? Like, a you lot know, of these are indie, right? My brain is somewhere else. I'm, like, thinking about Boy and His Blob and how weird that game was. Well, here, here are games that are coming <laughs> that you may have heard of. Foxtail. No. Super no. Lesbian Animal RPG. <laughs> wow. What? Super Lesbian. Uh, wow. Um, oh, there's a trailer. I wonder what happens in that one. SLA RPG is a short turn-based RPG following the story of Melody, a kind-hearted but meek transgender fox who's decided to learn healing magic and become a paladin. She's joined by her adventurous girlfriend, Allison, as well as her friends, Claire and Jody. Over the course of the story, our inexperienced heroes will meddle with themselves and forces beyond their control <laughs> as they find themselves responsible for the fate of their quaint little hometown. That just sounds like the most complicated Second Life RP I've ever seen. <laughs> oh man, I love this furry fandom. This is great. This is actually, I, th I think this one is being done by a furry. I um, think we should review it, Tugs. P-O-N-E-T-T.tumblr.com. Ponet. And yeah, the, I don't know how the minigames work. Um, so I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you here, but who here has played one of those like new grounds Flash furry games. Oh, me! <laughs> Which oh, one? The days of being 14. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Games did get you into the furry fandom a little bit farther. There's also butt sniffing pigs. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> These are on. It's pugs. Oh. Pugs. Oh, oh, oh. Have you guys seen genital jousting? Yes. <laughs> I, that's not furry at all. It's just furry-like. It, it's could, so it good. could be. We'll just change the costume to be hairy. Okay, what is this butt-sniffing pugs? Pigs? I said pigs, didn't I? Oh, look at this. You did. Oh, oh. I think There's no butt-sniffing anywhere. It's just pugs running around. Okay. Um, the Fox and the Owl, and the sequel, The Rabbit and the Owl. Are you in this one? I hope not. That owl's going to kill me. Oh, it's from Formal Sheep. Oh, okay. This is like a little uh, platformer with, like, shadows. This is kind of interesting. Looks like N+. Hmm. Yeah, it looks kind of like N+. So, I heard that there's, like, a new game that's coming out from um, the Bedfellows people. Yes, but hold on. I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay. Soon, soon. Um, I want to get through this list. Um, the Hong Kong Project, The First Tree, Night in the Woods, Ghost of a Tale, Winds of Change, Overgrowth, Antilla, um, and possibly some kind of a cat game that is NSFW called Chinese Characters. <laughs> so I, I remember this furry game that was going to come out where this, this, um, this furry character was walking around town and trying to masturbate anywhere that he he goes, basically. And basically the purpose is, is not to get caught by the cops. Like, it was like a Grand Theft Auto type thing. But Wait, you don't, sound you like don't live this life? Game. What? That just sounds like Postal. <laughs> All right, so sorry, Rue, you mentioned it. So let's talk about this game without giving away the entire farm on this, but there is a game coming out called Bedfellows Frenzy. This is the trailer. So it's kind of like Rampage. 
Persistent enemies. I don't know. <laughs> Ridiculous power-ups. What the fuck ever. Absurd character buffs. One of them's the poo. So you could obviously tell a lot from that audio. Yes, it's totally. Basic. I was like wanting to like watch it. Right, it was very <laughs> exciting. Um, I, th- it's not out yet, but it's out soon. And so, and that one is being done by furries. Except, I think this one has really high production values, comparatively speaking. Uh-huh. It's, they just happen to have budget, which is kind of nice. The the pissing all over everything reminds me of Conker's Bad Fur Day. It's a throwback to the uh, frenzy episode of Bedfellows. Remember the... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Well, that will be that will be exciting. There's something that's coming up, isn't there? Are we yeah. not going to reveal that? Nope. Yet? Nope. Oh, okay. we're not. All right. Um, Yay! All right. So, board games or video games? Who are you asking? Anyone who wants to actually answer that question. That's a minefield. It, okay, okay. Both? But I really love board games because it's a chance to be able to sit down in front of your friends versus in front of a screen or in front of a screen with you by yourself, um, you know, pretending like you're happy. Um, versus, uh, so I love board games where you get to gather around with your friends and, you know, and have fun. So for you, do you do border video? Um, I like them both. I like board games because they give you that chance to be uh, social with the people that you're playing with. Um, but at the same time, I'm a sucker for a good co-op video game where you're working together as a team to do something. Now, are we talking about couch co-op or... Couch co-op. So, or or co-op that they have nowadays where it's like, you can... You can sync online to a random stranger and play with them. Yay! Oh, no, That's called Tinder. If it's, <laughs> <laughs> if it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, yeah, it's co-op, but you can do it through the internet or whatnot, it's going to be, okay, well, then everybody needs to bring their stuff to the house because we're doing a LAN setup, so we're all in the same room. Yeah, there's a game called Brothers. Have you heard of that? I haven't. It's on Steam. It actually got a, a lot of awards, but you literally, um, in order to play the game, you both look at the same screen, but there's two different controls. And you basically are playing these two brothers that are on a quest. Yeah, it's um, Starbury Studios did it. And uh, published by 505, yeah. So, Ryu, I, I have this um, burning question. Have you ever played Binding of Isaac, and is it good? Uh, I have played it. It is a good game. I'm terrible at it. I am too. I like it, though. What? I am absolutely... Because I'm really bad at roguelike games. So, like, dungeon-crawling roguelike games are the worst ones for me. (laughs) 
the you reverse know, genre for me. I can, I can play Binding of Isaac, and if I just don't know what to play, I'll play Binding of Isaac. Like, it's a simple game. You pick it up. You don't have to have too much thought. You just sit and kill things, and it's it's kind of my, like, release type <laughs> <laughs> uh. for the day. So just sit and kill a whole bunch of things and make my and annoy my roommates by hearing little poops scream in terror Ew. as you cry on them. <laughs> I'm, I'm shifting. I'm shifting the gear. What's the best rhythm game? Oh, that's that's rough. Like, I think almost all rhythm games are good in their own sense. Um, there are some really bad ones out there, um, but for the most part, they're all good in their own way. That is such a politician's answer. No, it's written so well, it's card Guitar Hero. It's good. Um, <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. I want you to pick one. Uh, see, if it, the worst one, I think I, I'm biased. I would have to say Osu or Os, as the online community calls it mm. or pronounces it. Um, but that's just because their source code leaked and it, it's pretty bad how deep they kind of dig into your personal information. Oops. while you're playing oh really so it was a mining program um it was less than mining and it was more that the game would screenshot the entire desktop to attempt to see if there was any uh cheating applications in the background um but it would then send it back to their servers it would sit on their servers for like a week or so um it, with that it would also send back a full list of any applications running on your system at the time i remember that yeah, you've played the game. In I, fact, you got me into it. I did, and then I realized Windows was doing weird shit when I was playing it, remember? Yeah. It's like, what is going on with this game? Okay, so that's the worst, but you still haven't answered my question. I need a human moment from you. I'm quoting the newsroom. Human moment. Pick the best game. You, I, I understand. This is like asking you to pick your favorite child. It really is. <laughs> okay, so... Uh. So no, but so illustrate how into this you are because you 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 shared stuff with me. You own arcade machines for these games. Yeah, I I own a cabinet for Beatmania 2DX, a cabinet for Dance Dance Revolution, a cabinet for Papa Music, a cabinet for Keyboard Mania, a cabinet for Power Power Paradise, uh, old school Five Key Beatmania, Dance Maniacs, um, and then I have a few controllers for where's, playing them at home. Where's your Beatmania Three cabinet? I actually don't have one of those. The closest Beat Me 3 is at a friend's house here in California. Um, I know of three Beat Me 3 cabinets in the US, uh, one of which was recently sold because it was being pretty much used as a shelf. It was never getting played. Oops. Okay, so tell us what your thoughts are on Rhythm Heaven. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. What's your favorite game, Tugs? Rhythm game? No, no, no. It, we were. We were going with what's your favorite game? My favorite game of all time? Yes. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Kingdom Hearts 2? No, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Final Mix. Okay. Final Mix is very different. Mine would have to be Bubble Bobble. I love Bubble Bobble. It's so, it just makes me, my heart warm every time I Yours play. is really Space Channel 5, you liar. What? I like Bubble Bobble. No, I'm kidding. Do you like Space Channel 5? What is, yes. what is Space Channel 5? You report the news, save the universe while dancing, and Michael Jackson's in it. Oh, yeah, you showed me that. I love Space Channel 5. I have the sequel for the Dreamcast, like the copy nobody ever got. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> yeah, Ulala's yep. awesome. 
I actually, that's what those magnets are on my fridge. That's La La, where you can change your outfits. That's stuff. that's the Smash Brothers character that you I wanted. want her in Smash Brothers so much. <laughs> I just want her to chew, chew, chew the crap out of people. That and the Glee Club guys, apparently who almost made it into Smash Brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they just became a trophy. I know. I'm sad, but they were they were going to be an assist. Yeah. Um. But the question was Rhythm Heaven. Um. Yes. I really enjoy Rhythm Heaven. I actually just bought the four disc collector's edition uh, OST for Rhythm Heaven Fever. I love you. <laughs> um, but I still think my favorite one is uh, the best plus for the 3DS or Megamix as the US got it. Which they did zero, almost zero censorship on. They just took one of the vocal tracks out. I was very yeah. pleased. So, so we you... have another email, right? No, that was it. Oh. We're out of emails. Oh. I know. I'll double check. I'll double check. Rue, ask a question while I double check. <laughs> Wait. Good job. Good what? job. Okay. Good question. Good question. <laughs> I didn't hear. Sorry. Okay. You wanted me to ask you a question. So um, I, are we at that point of final thoughts? Um, Almost. Almost. I, I feel like... I feel like there's a big question we're missing. So, Corey, what's the big question we're missing? I don't know of a question, but I know of a furry-type-esque game that has not been mentioned yet. That is absolutely terrible. Sumato Robo? I have a copy of Fur Fighters. Oh. We don't speak of that. (laughs) Fur fight. For, I just type it as fur fighters. For for those who haven't heard or are lucky enough to not have heard, basically you fight as a stuffed animal through dungeons, and it's just your basic platformer, except you're a stuffed animal. So it's like every furry con. Sounds like fun. <laughs> so, um... Since you're more into the eastern angle of gaming... Um, do you think that it's the, the quirky Japanese games or the Japanese style of game is going to go by the wayside in the next, say, 10 years? Because it's been on the decline. Um, turn-based RPGs are gone. A lot of rhythm games are gone. Puyo Puyo hasn't seen a release in the U.S. in 15 years. Call you, of Duties! Yeah, do you think that, that Japanese style gaming is going away in the West? I don't think it's going away. I just think it's definitely getting kind of pushed to the backseat by all the uh, the AAA titles that are coming out, the Call of Duties and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but it's all still there. Unfortunately, it seems like most of the games that are the you know Asian, you know, Japanese style games and whatnot, um, they're either digital only or their limited release for consoles. Um, most of the games have really been more West, uh, more westernized. Uh, I know, for example, Resident Evil 7 um, actually came out in the US first, and then the Japanese version of the game got pretty heavily censored with its, uh, with its gore and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. But weren't they trying to be punny and call it Resident Evil 7 Biohazard? Because that's the Japanese name. Yeah, well, in the U.S. they called it Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. In Japan, they called it Biohazard 7 Resident Evil. Final thoughts on video games. We we love video games. That's why we do this episode every year. 
give us your final thoughts on video games in the fandom. Oh, I don't even... I can't even think of anything for that. Um, I feel like video games tends to be a staple for pulling people together and getting people talking about things. Because um, no matter what style of game you're into, there's going to be other people that are into it as well. Um, but at the same time, it's also one of those things where it's nice to get out of your house every so often. <laughs> There is life outside your apartment. There's a pigeon squashed on the street. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well then, I think it's time for our last break. We have 50 Sheds of Grey, because I know everyone's getting excited for the drunk parts, which I, we're very close to now. Um, old-timey ads and get psyched. So we'll be back.
Fifty Shades of Grey, furry edition, is filmed before a live studio audience. Today on Fifty Shades of Grey, the WikiLeaks edition. We will read every email sent back and forth between Anastasia Steele and Christian Grey. Hold on to your twats, ladies. This is going to be amazing. From Anastasia Steele to Christian Grey. Dear sir, my interviews went well today. I thought you might be interested. How was your day, Anna? Did you get that thing I sent you? Dear Miss Steele, everything you do interests me. You are the most fascinating woman I know. I'm glad your interviews went well. My morning was beyond all expectations. My afternoon was very dull in comparison. So are these emails. Nothing better than skipping to this one. Dear sir, the morning was exempt for me. Take a shot. Good drinking sounds right there. Quality sound effects. The morning was exemplary for me too. Do you want me to say that again? Exemplary. No. Exemplary. Exemplary. Exemplary, 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 exemplary. Oh, fair clause. All right, and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed Fifty Sheds of Grey. I know it's always one of my favorites. That's good. That was good. Yay! Very good. Much better. You are improving. We'll give you the clap. Thank you. One, two, three. Good job. You got the clap now. Woo! Okay. It's so it's time for... The game. The game. Yay! We done a, you know, I looked at our, at our history for the season. We've only done... Um, half the season with the game so far, so I figured we should keep the good times going. Yeah. So, take so it away. So, this is mostly true or false. That, that's a great um, title for that. Oh, you'll see why. So, it's time to read the news of the weird. After that, we'll ask you a related question to which you can respond and earn one point. Go for the gold. You can do it. Now, you cannot cheat. You cannot use the internet. Close your web browser. Stop. Well, unless it's porn. But other than that, don't Google it. Nothing like that. But you what if there's a porn question? There's not. Okay. Okay. So, you ready? Uh, sure. Okay. Here, this is how we reward you for coming on. Question one. A Florida police chief, Florida, wants to fire two veteran police officers after an internal affairs investigation determined they had sex on the job and sexted each other in uniform. Jupiter Police Chief Frank Unpronounceable recommended on Tuesday that Sergeants Amy something and Jason also something be terminated for conduct unbecoming an officer according to the Palm Beach Post. An internal affairs report alleges the two officers who were previously in a relationship together engaged in all sorts of questionable behavior. That year, he took a photograph of himself wearing a SWAT uniform while exposing his penis and sent the photo to Wahlberg. An internal affairs report obtained by the station said uh, that she took a photo of herself exposing her breasts while wearing her uniform shirt and sent it to him. True or false? Um, oh, wait, wait, here's the question. 
He's so we we here's the story. Now we're gonna ask you a question based on it. The famed Mar Marlaro Lago. Mar a Lago. Um, resort is based in Palm Beach. True or false? False. Oh, I am so sorry. Is it true? It is true. Damn it. All right. All right, question two, Tux. A new social media darling in his American-made canvas bags washing instruction tag that apologizes in French for our, quote, idiot president. But it turns out the intriguing tag was created after President George W. Bush took office, not Trump. The tag affixed to a bag produced by the Tom Bin Company after Bush's election said at the bottom, French words, I need fire breath. We're sorry our president is an idiot. We didn't vote for him. True or false? The former President W. Bush was stationed at the night, um, 199th Fighter Wing. Oh. That looks like Yates to me, but who am I to judge? Hmm. I'd probably say that one is false. Good job. That's correct. Do you do you have a guess of what it, the actual number was for the fighter wing? Uh, one thirty-two. <laughs> no, it was one eighty-seven. Yay! <laughs> Question three. Here's your news story. This is the disgusting moment when a woman squatted down and pooed on a bus in front of horrified passengers. <laughs> the woman appears to be crouched at the front of the bus with her trousers pulled down. Despite multiple commuters taking out their phones to record this, why are you doing that? The Ew. woman doesn't appear to be phased. In the background, passengers can be heard voicing their disgust as they watch the woman's actions, but still record it. A caption alongside the video suggests the woman was desperate and only squatted in public as a matter of urgency. True or false, the Walt Disney World monorail moves 5,000 passengers per day. Zeroes. 500,000, 500,000 passengers per day? Yes, yeah. uh, 500,000. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Nope, I'm sorry. False, Damn it man. moves 150,000 per day. Oh, wow, really? Yep. Question four, Tugs. Huh. As any keen cinema goer knows, overpriced popcorn and picnic mix are the perfect accompaniment to any film. Fruit and vag, on the other hand, tend to be a less popular choice. Unless, of course, you're going to a Fifty Shades Darker viewing, in which case it may be very well to enhance your experience. Though whether a healthy snack or as something else is up to the individual. Someone in Sydney certainly have their own reasons for taking a cucumber to a screening of the next installment in the romance-slash-drama franchise. True or false? The one standard serving of vegetables is 150 grams. Oh, my mom would kill me if I didn't know this. Uh, that's false. It's 175, right? I'm sorry. It was true. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You're doing very well. I'm doing so bad at this. <laughs> Question right. five, Tugs. Question five. Burger King may not spring to mind as the sexiest or most erotic of cuisines. I don't know. I've seen the king. Uh, but they also want a piece of the Valentine's action. So much so that they're offering their over 18 customers an adult meal, complete with adult items. And we're not talking about tax return forms or gardening equipment. By the look of it, the items on offer are a blindfold, a saucy feather duster, and one of those head massage brushes which leave people divided only available only today after 6 p.m. If this has you excited and the feather duster is a genuinely useful item after all, then sadly the bad news is the adult meal is only available in Israel. 
which may be just as well. We're pretty sure a Whopper is enough by itself. <laughs> True or false? The feather duster was invented in France in 1762. I have no clue on that one. Um, uh, I'll say true. I'm sorry. That's that's <laughs> not a correct answer. It's it was I'm invented so in Iowa. Got to give Iowa a try in. 1870. Yep. Yep. All right. Question six, please, Tunks. Uh, it was also in a broom factory. Question six. In 1980, the adult obesity rate in the United States was 15%. Today, obesity has increased considerably to nearly 40% of the adult population. Obese drivers are also up to 78% more likely to die in a car crash more than normal weight occupants, according to a recent study from Berkeley. Uh, among the obese, the higher BMI, the more likely they will die in a crash. With these stats in mind, the new humanetics company in Virginia has made the first obese crash test dummies. Before now, car firms were still using dummies that weighed 170 pounds, created with anthropometry, I'm going to say that word, studies from the 1980s. True or false? The four dummies books were started in 2001. Um, you know what what we're talking about, right? The four. Yeah, I want to say false. Is that your final guess? Yeah, because I remember seeing a Windows ninety eight for dummies. That's correct! Yay! Okay. <laughs> the only good thing ninety eight has done for me. <laughs> Nineteen ninety one. Yes, that's correct. What's the year? It was DOS for dummies. Please, Tugs, question seven. All right. A Viennese cafe owner has a message for customers who dawdle over drinks while charging their cell phones. Pay up. And I'll, uh, the owner says that instead of complaining when they see a power outlet charge on their bills, customers should read the menu. Electricity, one euro is printed. She said Thursday that a quick plug-in remains free at her cafe, but this is for people who come in and sit for hours while charging their phones. She spoke after Austrian media reported complaints from two women who were charged for... <laughs> charged for charging over wine spritzers. She thinks the fuss will die down and other establishments will follow her example. She notes the grumbles that greeted cafes starting to charge for a serving glass of water with a coffee a few years ago were very short-lived. True or false? Tipping standard in the UK and Australia is 12% for good service. What? As opposed to 15% in the US. It's okay. Um, I feel like it's false. Are you sure? Yeah. That's correct. You don't okay. tip in restaurants in the UK or Australia. What is Australia got? I didn't write Australia in here. I whatsoever. know. I had to add it because I knew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question eight. Columbia University says it's strengthening procedures after it accidentally sent acceptance letters to 277 students and then recalled them. Columbia says the email sent Wednesday incorrectly implied that they had been accepted into its school a public health master's program. The university said Friday it immediately discovered the mistake and sent follow-up emails within an hour. The dean for education, Julie Cornfield from the Cornfield Motel, 
says Columbia deeply apologizes. She says Columbia values applicants' energy and enthusiasm and regrets the stress and confusion the mistake caused. True or false? The county? Country. Uh, country. The county. Yes, the county. Just kidding. The country of Columbia. Wait, that's not Columbia. Columbia. Okay, has 32 states. Uh, the country of Colombia has 32 states. Uh, Colombia is fairly large. Uh, I'm gonna say true. Good job. Good job. Question nine. New York State's newest casino has 2,000 slot machines, 77 table games, 12 poker games, a food court, a concert venue, and a cemetery. The Las Vegas-style Del Lago Resort and Casino opened Wednesday in the Cayuga County of Tyre, the county town of Tyre. The developer, Rochester-based Wilmerite, where do they get these names, had to build the casino's parking lot around an old family cemetery, containing the graves of peoples who farmed the surrounding land generations ago. The people who live nearby uh, told the local TV station that descendants of those buried in the small cemetery didn't want them disturbed during construction. Town officials say the casino plans to build a fence around the cemetery and make it accessible to the families whose loved ones are buried there. Ruse lost access to the note or er, his notes because I think his phone died. So here's your true or false: cars are parked 95% of the time. Uh, I'm gonna say false with that. I'm sorry. It's true. Really? All right. So we're I now. I thought it was Go ahead. probably around there, but not that high. That's an average. Okay. So we're now at question 10. Koru, our scorekeeper here, that normally keeps score. What's the score? We have one, right? No. One. <laughs> two? Uh, he has two. Two. All right. Two. You're at two, two points. Wait. Oh, he's at four points? What? Okay, so he's at four points. Wow, that means you have the high score. Okay, here's your last question. Four points. Will it be five? A Massachusetts mayor is apologizing after a live microphone captured him calling protesters freaking morons during a public meeting. The Telegram and Gazette reports that Wooster Mayor Joseph Petty apologized Wednesday, a day after making the remarks. A video of the meeting posted on the city's website shows Petty attempting to quiet protesters. They had gathered earlier to protest the immigration policies of Republican President Donald J. Trump. At around the three-minute mark of the video, as protesters shouts delayed the start of the city council meeting, the Democratic mayor can be heard uttering freaking morons, 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 and calling them uneducated. True or false? The answer to this question is true. Are you really going to do that to me? <laughs> uh... False? No. By definition, it has to be true. <laughs> it's the answer. Right, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Koru, the final score. You know, there could be people that argue that. <laughs> final tally number is four total correct. Four points. Thank you have you, the high boss. score. High Whoa. score. You're doing terrible. We're proud of you. I'm awful at this game. <laughs> no, that's fine, because I just closed my soundboard like a fool.
Yay! I know. Uh, yay, an episode without the oh, soundboard. Right My dream has came true. No, no, I just put it on the wrong screen. It's Stop on your... Shit. Yeah, it's on the other screen. Yeah. Yes, they can't... He can't say things like... Uh, you know, put words in my mouth like saying, "I'm pushing this." I'm button. gonna be anal or something. <laughs> there, he powered up his anus. Now I'm pushing this button. Yay! I'm ready. <laughs> I just love the yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we spawned the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. All right, Rue, what do we have in the mailbag? Well, let's see. We have nothing! That's Just right. kidding. We no, have... we have nothing. There's really? nothing in the mailbag. You know, I wish that people would send us stuff. No. So just zip that back up, Mr. Porno Man. Mr. Or whatever. Man. That guy. That was Fire Breath. Doing... Oh, Fire Breath. Yes. <laughs> fire Breath, please zip up your pants. All right. Thank you. Now we're going to do this one, and we're going retro. Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's housekeeping. It's housekeeping time. So first of all, and foremost, I want to extend an amazing thank you, a great thank you to our wonderful esteemed guest. Thank you for coming on to the show today. But also, I wanted to thank Mr. Tugs for all the time and effort that he puts into the show. And Mr. Kuru for all the time that he does to put the sound together. And also Mr. Firebreath, how he spends so much time saying weird and awesome things. And also our wonderful car crashing, running into a handicapped man, Mr. Voss. Oh, good job. So like we said, he doesn't have notes. So let me help you out here. <laughs> we need iDents pretty badly. We're out of iDents. Uh, if you would like to contribute an ident, go to our show and click do our ident. It's at the top. It's wonderful. And the new site is pretty wonderful. Check that out. Also, the nomination period for the Ursa Major Awards is currently open. We really? are not plugging directly for ourselves. Yeah, it's about to close. What? Vote for us! Yay! <laughs> no. Vote. If there's any media out there in the furry world that's made a difference for you, it's kind of fun. It's a viewer's choice. Um, go nominate someone. I already know that Zootopia will win Tugs. Uh, I'm so sad. Uh, <laughs> so, so just so that you know what, just so that people do know what section are we located in, and why are we located underneath that? Um, we are in the magazine because people read us when they are bored and have nothing else to do, waiting for the doctor. Why, why is it the magazine? I don't know. It doesn't it just make work sense. Here. All right. yes. It's subscription-based, so you can subscribe to the podcast. It's like mm. internet stuff. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> comment on the site. It makes it look like people listen to the show, and share the show with a friend. The more people that listen to the show, the more exciting it is. The more emails we get, and the more possible Patreon patrons we get. Speaking of Patreon, we have one. Patreon.com slash FWIW. You may notice a certain lack of a Russian piece of music this episode. We don't have anyone on that tier to get an on-the-air thanks, but you could be that person. Donate today. We appreciate it because it helps the show to be able to continue to run and self-finance itself versus us poor little furries putting money into it. That's right. Yay! So, um, 
Tugs, is there anything else for housekeeping? Yes, yes. Before we get to the next episode announcement, Ryu, if someone wants to get a hold of you, you're in our Telegram chat, which everyone should join if you're over 18. Is there any other way they can get a hold of you if they want to talk with you? Um, uh, You can get a hold of me uh, on Twitter at uh, RyuRabbit12. Because uh, you joined Telegram. when he was 12. No, it's because there actually was already another Rear Rabbit that is obsessed with BMX and paintball, apparently. So I got the short end of the stick and had to put a 12 in, the, in my name. Um, uh, telegram. Fuck, what is my telegram? Oh, you're oh, in the group. Oh, yeah, I'm in the group. So, yeah. Uh, Speaking of that. Um, Go on, sorry. You can always shoot me an email at Ryu at lostinrouter.space. Wow, that's that's awesome. Is that your domain? Yes. <laughs> nice. That's super cool. That's cool. Well, speaking of Telegram, another little thing. Please add us on the Telegram group if you would like to chat with us. But you must be 18. Is that the new hard rule, Mr. Tugs? Yeah, the link's out there for now, but we really don't want to deal with lawyers just like we don't on the air. So you must be 18. Not because everyone's posting dick pics, but just because we don't want to deal with lawyers. Does that mean that they must be 18 in order to listen to our show, Tugs? You should be. <laughs> so, Tugs, I know that we're about ready to leave the show, but I noticed that there's something on your desk. And it's cookies. Oh, what yeah, you these? missed that. You weren't here last episode. Oh. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, all right, so the next episode. The next episode, I'm super, super just jazzed about. Just because about. <laughs> was, I'm super so Because this was, an, this was an episode I wanted Rue to do before I came on the show. And lo and behold, thanks to a miracle, it is finally going to happen. So our next episode, we are going to have the creator, and hopefully the voice actor, of the Bedfellows on our show. They're going to be telling us all their secrets about the Bedfellows, and they're going to be talking about the video game we mentioned earlier, Frenzy. Yay! So it's going to be cool. If you haven't watched the Bedfellows, go to YouTube now. Stop this podcast and go to YouTube and type in the Bedfellows and start from the beginning. I am so, so excited. You know that sometimes I just call you randomly, Tug, so I can listen to your Bedfellows voice message. (laughs) Did you know that? <laughs> no, but I believe it. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yay. The soundboard's back up. Oh, no. He can put words in my mouth again. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have anal on it. So don't oh, um, but no, I'm super, super jizzed about this one. So let me know if you have any questions by sending it to castitforwhatitsworth.com. We will get it too. Yay. So. And um, also, you can send email directly to us at rufforwhatitsworth.com. Rucifer at forwhatitsworth.com. Or koru at forwhatitsworth.com. Voss doesn't have an email account yet. We're out of mailboxes. <laughs> so send it to the cast if you want to talk, talk to him about his um, hitting handicapped people. Wow! <laughs> All right, and on that bombshell, let's do this. I'm so glad I can't take that out of context. <laughs> oh, this has been Rue. <laughs> this is Stugs. And Koru. Say your name. And Voss. You too. Say your name, Guesty. Oh, <laughs> and I'm Ryu. And you've been listening to. For, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth. Yeah! yeah! Now you have to say the show name, and you didn't do it in sync, so you got to sound weird. <laughs> for what it's worth. 
Yeah. <laughs>